We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my fabulous friends. I'm so happy to be spending a little time with you here today on Empower Radio. So what did you grow up hearing and believing about who you are and what you can do? It seems children who have been encouraged to believe in themselves not only have greater confidence, they're more naturally able to create a happy and successful life. So whether you have children and want to do everything you can to empower them, or if you want to claim some healing and wonderful, powerful spiritual life lessons for yourself today so that you can have a happy and empowered life, we are dedicating this show to you. Today, I'm here with Dr. Lynetta Willis. Dr. Willis is a licensed psychologist and naturally nationally board-certified counselor. She's been providing therapy for more than 15 years in a variety of settings, including independent practice, university counseling centers, general and pastoral community mental health agencies, and youth detention centers. Lynetta enjoys offering therapy to individuals, children, adults, as well as couples and group therapy. Lynetta weaves spirituality into her healing work with people and specializes in spiritually centered psychotherapy, trauma healing, and mindful parenting. As a speaker, teacher, and blogger, and now author, Dr. Willis delivers inspirational messages with practical guidance. Dr. Willis recently wrote an award-winning children's book called My Forgotten Self. It's a beautiful reminder to adults and children alike about the divine qualities we all possess. It will help children connect to all that life has to offer from the inside out so they can grow into healthy, fulfilled adults that shine their light into the world. This book will also resonate for adults that maybe didn't get all the love and encouragement they deserved and desired as a child. And I think everyone can benefit deeply from that. So, Dr. Willis, I'm so happy you said yes to being on my show, Journey to Center, today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So, I read your book, and it really touched my heart. It was definitely very inspired, I can tell. So, before we go into some of the things I really want to know about in regards to your book, can you give us kind of a brief synopsis? What is this book about? What is the message about? Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, So the book is about a little girl. Her name is Tiev. And as most children do, she's sitting in her bedroom and she's daydreaming about all the wonderful things she wants to do with her life. And after she she daydreams, she gets really excited and runs out and starts to tell her family members what she wants to do. And one by one, though very well-intentioned, they give her reasons why she shouldn't do those things. Um, And after a while, she becomes very discouraged. She retreats to her room. And while she's there, she is encountered by a presence known as I Am. And I Am and Tiev go on a fantastic journey where she learns that she has the power within herself to do so many things. She learns about who she is as a spiritual being, that she's powerful, that she's worthy, that she's loved, um, and messages that I think all of us could benefit from on some level. For sure. And that was my experience of it. It's so funny because as I was reading it, that was my experience as a kid. And and maybe everyone can relate to that, 
when I told my mom what I wanted to do when I grew up, she goes, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Yes. And it kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. And, and I think maybe that was when I was ushered off my path a little. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. it's taken a while to come back and reclaim that inner child. So I do believe whether somebody has a child and wants to keep them on that path or if we have an inner child we're trying to rescue, I think your book has a beautiful and empowering message. Thank you. Yes, that's so true. And often the adults are trying to be, they're well-intentioned, right? Like they're like, no, you won't make enough money doing that. Or no, you could get hurt doing that. Or no, you could, you know, and, and so it's this well-intentioned energy, I think in a lot of, not all cases, but in many cases, but it's, it's often, it comes from fears and doubts that we as adults possess and we're not, we're kind of just funneling our energy in an unintentional way that can um, impact our children. Absolutely. I absolutely believe you that, you know, we, we just passed down what was given to us. And if that yes. was fear, even if we have the intention to do better for our children, if we haven't healed our fear, it can kind of, you know, leak through and, and be perpetuated. So I think you're absolutely right about that. We want to protect our kids. We want to heal them. We want to help them. We want to keep them whole. Um, yes. But that fear can kind of leak out. So I think that's why it's so important to do the, the work for the inner child and, and heal ourselves. So we're in that place of peace and joy and love and alignment. And I think that's kind of part of the message that you're sharing in your book. Absolutely. Absolutely. You nailed yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was one of my questions that I'm written down. Um, Lynetta, how can we transform our lives so that we're no longer hindered by doubt and fear, but rather be encouraged by inspiration and love? Yeah. You know, the most powerful tool I think we possess to be able to do that is awareness. Um, so when we become aware of how we're viewing and moving through the world, that is going to help us get to a point where we can make intentional choices about no longer being hindered by doubt and fear. So when I say, um, you know, how am I viewing and moving through the world in fear? Then I can start focusing on, you know, when I'm, when I'm in that place of fear, what thoughts go through my mind? You know, is it things like I'm not good enough? I'm not worthy. I have no power. What feelings course through my body? Is it anxiety or my, you know, my sense of being? Is it anxiety? Is it um, fear? What, what exactly, what, the, what are the feelings that are bubbling up? What are the body sensations that I'm having? Does my stomach start to turn? For me, it's my neck. My neck gets very, very tight. So being aware of how fear shows up within us and around us is going to be one thing because fear really, it leads us to constrict mentally and physically. The world becomes much smaller. Mm-hmm. And I think interestingly enough, Tiev's family represents doubt and fear. You know, you can't do this. And Tiev in the book, she literally constricts. There's a picture of her on the bed and her knees are drawn up to her chest. She's trying to figure out what to do. But when it comes to the flip side of that is asking yourself, how do I view and move through the world when I'm living in love? You know, what thoughts go through my mind? What feelings bubble up? There's a one form of therapy that I do. It's called IFS. And in that form of therapy, it's believed that we all have a true self. And when we're fully aligned with that self, there are eight qualities or emotions that we often experience. So when we're aligned with our, self, our true self, we might feel things like compassion, calmness curiosity, creativity, connectedness, clarity, courage, confidence, they all happen to start with C. So really just 
the first step is becoming aware of where am I right now? Am I living in fear or am I living in love? Mm-hmm. I think that's some really powerful information. And, and I haven't thought about that before, but I think you're absolutely right. When we're in fear, we constrict. And when we're in mm-hmm. our loving, we expand. And I, the, the other way I perceive this is whether our vibration is really low or is it yeah. high. And when we're in that higher vibration, when you're speaking of all these qualities, when we're in that place of love and alignment, we attract amazing things. We download inspired ideas. Uh, it feels like we're in this friendship with the world. Rather than it being the enemy, it becomes the friend. And boy, is it a lot more fun when Absolutely. the world is our friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's funny, you mentioned the expansion piece, because there's another picture in the book when Tia encounters I am and they're in alignment. And she's literally like up on her knees, her chest is open. She has this peaceful look on her face. So she literally goes from constricted to expanded. Yes. Right. So absolutely. When we are in love, when we're aligned from that place, we yes, it we are we are much more open to possibilities. I just absolutely love that. So another thing that you say that I love, you have three beautiful, powerful points in the beginning of your book that I just like, it stopped me dead in my tracks. I had to sit with them for a little bit. So the first one was, how can we release the doubt and fear and be encouraged by inspiration and love? And you spoke of that so wonderfully. The second thing is that you say, you say God is within us, around us, and works through us. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I want that so much. I get goosebumps when I think about it because... That's how I like to roll. So how can we more fully open to and tap into this experience of working um, with God and having it show up more fully in our lives and inside of us? How can we do that? Now, it's such a good question. So um, as a researcher, you know, I do do some research. I like to operationally define my terms. So when I say God, uh, I like the biblical definition, God is love. So when you're, when you ask, you know, how can we tap into the deeper experience? What I hear is how can I tap into love and experience it more fully and more deeply? Um, and I think, you know, there are five things that I often encourage people that I work with to do. And it's um, become aware, align, embrace, experiment, and empower. And For me, awareness is what I basically talked about. It's becoming aware of our thoughts, our feelings, our sensations. It's also becoming aware of our limiting beliefs and how they impact the situation. So how does the way that I'm viewing and moving through this situation in this moment reinforce the beliefs that I'm holding? Um, Yeah, I remember one time, a really quick story, I was prepping for my very first television interview, and I was so scattered. And I was trying to, and I would sit down and I'd prep and a butterfly would go by and I'd get up and start washing dishes or something. I mean, it was, I could not <laughs> stop. And when I stopped and really focused, I was like, what's going on with me? And I went in and I realized the, what I was feeling was what I had in my head was this belief that I am not competent. Like, I can't do this. So I was viewing and moving through the world in a way that supported and reinforced that belief because I wasn't prepping. So if I had stayed in that, I would have gotten on this show. I wouldn't have done as well. And I would have taken that as evidence. See, I'm not confident. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that limiting belief actually led me to move through the world in a way that reinforced the belief. Yes. So when I was able to internalize that, I was able to sit down and focus. And, you know, the interview went fine. Um, so that, so uh, being aware is really important. The next yes. one is a line. It's really about 
aligning with our deeper, true, forgotten, divine essence, divine self, God, Christ consciousness. There's so many words for it. Um, and people can do that many ways through meditating, writing, yoga, walking in nature. There's really no one way. Um, and really going back to the eight C's that I mentioned earlier, you know, if we can sit down and when we're about to enter into a situation that we're not so sure about saying, am I aligned right now? You know, where am I? Because if we express our power from an aligned place, situations tend to go a lot better than if we express our power from an unaligned place. So really making sure, you know, that's a really big one when I'm like dealing with my kids and I'm like, I just want you to tie your shoe or I just want you to go to bed. You know what I mean? If I could just take an extra two minutes to align, I really am able to enter into the situation in a way that's a lot more impactful. Mm. Um, the next one, embrace. You know, it's about embracing the present moment. So when I'm not aligned, I'm creating stories. I'm trying to change everyone around me. Um, I'm basically resisting what is. And I'm experiencing anxiety and fear and all of this stuff. And so but when I'm aligned, I'm more, and likely to, I'm more likely to observe the present moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm more likely to stop and say, okay, what, how are parts of me reacting to the situation right now? And then I can approach the situation from what many traditions call a witness consciousness position. Mm-hmm. So from that position, I can speak for those parts of me as opposed to from those parts of me. So if I'm enraged, I can be like, yeah, a part of me is really angry right now. What can I do? Because this part wants to throw a chair through a window, you know, something like that. I can, awesome. I can sit <laughs> alive and, and speak for that part as opposed to from that part of me. Yes. And then with experiment, it's just, you know, that I think is really important. And it's the one we often forget because we get all these affirmations and we go around talking to people and we read all these books and then we go off and do exactly what we did before. You know, so we have yes. to make conscious efforts to treat life like a playground, even though it doesn't always feel that way. Sometimes oh, it yes. feels like those little warrior races where you're jumping over fire pits and under barbed wire. But <laughs> sometimes, you know, we can treat it as if it is that place where we can just say, okay, I have this exquisite ability to imagine. Um, so how can I play this out in my head? You know, we don't always have to jump off the cliff to know it's not a good idea. We can imagine it. <laughs> so we can just look and ask, what am I thinking about doing? Is that coming from a place of love? No, what might be a better thing to do? Or, you know, sometimes if we don't have time to align, we can act as if, right? We can act as if we're aligned in certain situations. Yes. What would my aligned yes. self do, you know, in this situation? Love that. And then the last, yeah, and then the last one is just empower. And that really is just about consciously and repeating, repeatedly engaging our soul's powers in love. You know, um, it's about really, so I come from this belief that our soul possesses powers, which that's not mine. There was this woman, Emma Curtis Hopkins, about 120 years ago, who downloaded what she called um, the powers of the soul, and there were 12 of them. Mm -hmm. So really what I do is I think about how do I engage my soul's powers in an aligned way, um, in a way that will help. And it's empowering is about just repeatedly doing whatever you can to empower those powers continuously and consciously mm-hmm. in your life um, so that you can move and view and move through the world in a, in, in a way, I cannot talk, that supports you living your life in love as opposed to living it in fear. Mm-hmm. So those are things that I really quick and dirty way that I often help people to say, you know, 
am I um, tapping into love more fully? God is within me, around me, works through me. How can I tap into um, God or love in a way that will be empowering to me and to those people around me? Well, that's some really good stuff. I'm scribbling. I'm taking notes. This is You're just really <laughs> full of some amazing insights and wisdom, and I, I really uh, appreciate everything you're share, sharing. Um, one of the things I really, really love is that, you know, we can be like a spiritual scientist. We don't have to buy into anything hook, line, and speak, sinker, hook, line, and sinker. We can explore and we can experiment and we can cherry pick. So, so much of what you're mm-hmm. saying is how I like to roll, but you're saying it in kind of a different way. So, I love it. You're helping me expand. So, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so, the other thing you talk about, your other third point that I love, 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 says we are more valuable than we can ever imagine. I say this all the time. We're more important than we know. We're more valuable than we can imagine. We're more brilliant than we can consider. So I want to really talk about this too, because I think it's important to at least open our mind to the possibility of how valuable we are. Because I think when Mm -hmm. we can do that, life can really shift around that. I think one of the biggest issues I have experienced on my healing path and what I see with my clients is they just don't know how worthy and valuable they are. And once we can open to that, at least intellectually, it can start to um, go deeper into our heart and then it becomes our life's experience. So can you talk a little bit to that, Lynetta? Mm -hmm. No, it's so right. You know, we we have the power within us to Mm -hmm. impact the world on micro and macro levels. And we see people doing amazing things that will say like, no, that person has got something. There's something in like, we'll look at like say Martin Luther King and we'll be like, that person definitely has something, but we won't believe that we have that. Right. Right. But the truth is that, you know, people that do amazing things are not more worthy or even more powerful on a soul level, but it's our limiting belief that I'm powerless. I'm worthless. I'm not good enough that limit our ability to, um, align with the powers of our true self. And I think it's like you were saying at the beginning of the show, like with TF's family, they really had all of these limiting beliefs within themselves and then they projected them onto her. And we do that as parents sometimes. So really it comes, what I try to do is encourage people to become aware of what are those beliefs that hold you back from being who you were created to be, you know, from feeling valuable, important, Um, what are those beliefs that keep you stuck? And when we know these beliefs and we can meditate on them, then we can say, okay, these are the beliefs that are keeping me stuck, but what's my soul's truth? You know, if I'm not worth, if I'm not worthless, let's just say if, if, because a lot of people just can't jump into, oh, I'm a worthy, fantastic, radiant being from the stars. And I'm the, no, it's really hard for people to just, you know, go from I'm worthless to something completely on the other end of the spectrum. So a lot of times I invite people to just, if, if you were worthy, you know, what would be a deeper truth on the other side of I am powerless or I am worthless, you know, and then sometimes we'll set it up with in terms of an affirmation that resonates on a soul level. And sometimes one thing that um, a lot of times works for people is um, the idea, the, the thought, I exist because I am worthy and I am worthy because I exist, you know, and people can sort of think their way through that because it's based on this idea that if, again, if I live in a universe that is conscious and loving and supportive, um, even though I may not be able to see it on a day-to-day basis, would that, that is the universe, create something that's useless? 
you know, would, would, is that, would that make sense? And a lot of people could say no. So it's like, okay, can you grab the idea that you exist because you're worthy and you're worthy because you exist? And a lot of times that's where people have to start. Yes. You know, and then you go from there. So then it's like, okay, well, let's go into the world again. That experimenting piece is so important and often one that leaves that's left out. If you go into the world acting as if, you know, how would I do and move through the world differently if I were worthy? You know, and we could pick one situation, you know, so, well, my coworker came over to me the other day and he was blasting me. And I just felt so small and I just couldn't do anything and I didn't say anything and I felt horrible afterwards. Okay, well, if you were worthy, how might have you responded in that? Well, I might have stopped him and said, you know, the way that you're talking right now is not really helpful and not respectful. So why don't we separate for a moment and maybe come back later when, we, when we're both calmer and then we can have this conversation. You know, and when we start to move through the world as if we are something, then what ends up happening is the world starts to respond to us as if we are that. And that's what perpetuates that change in belief. So it's not always just about saying something to ourselves over and over and over again, which is helpful. I'm not saying that's not helpful, but it's also about taking small steps to actually go out and challenge and use our powers in a way that will help us to really grasp, wow, maybe I am worthy of respect. Maybe I am valuable. Maybe I do live in a conscious, supportive, and loving universe. Maybe, just maybe, you know. And when we start taking note of those things, that is when things start to happen. Because it happens all the time, but we don't always take note of it, right? Yes, you're bringing up some really wonderful points. And I know for me, something that was helpful was reading this line in The Course in Miracles, all, all of God's children are special and none of God's children are special because we're all the same stuff. Yeah. And when I said mm-hmm. this to one of my friends, she could not grasp that she was worthy. And I said, mm. but you're worthy because we're all worthy. It's not like you are and other people aren't. You are and we all are. Some people can embrace and accept that and then their lives reflect it and other people can't and their lives reflect that. So that really exactly. helped crack my mind open, and it, as it did for me. And I love what you're saying as well. And it feels like, um, yeah, it's just another way of um, opening to the possibility. And I love your suggestion. Say, maybe if it was true, what might that look like? What might that feel like? How might that show up? How would you speak if you were? And I think, again, sometimes exactly. we have to crawl before we walk, before we run, before we fly. You have to put your toe in the water <laughs> before you go into the deep end. So. Exactly. Start women a triathlon. No, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because somebody questioned me once. It was a very good question. They said, well, aren't you encouraging parents to raise entitled children? You know, this, I am special. Everybody caters to me type of gender. And I'm like, no, there's a difference between empowerment and entitlement. You know, entitlement is more about uh, you exist to meet my needs. (laughs) That is your purpose. Your purpose is to meet my needs. (laughs) Exactly. What is empowered is I can meet my needs, right? I can use my voice. I can use my behaviors. I can, you know, that sort of thing. And we are all important. You are not just an object here to meet my needs. We are in this space and we're co-creating a reality. And every single one of us is necessary. Every single one of us is worthy. Every single one of us. And the empowerment piece comes in that mindset, right? So that's how it differs. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it is an important point. 
Yes. Well, and you are on on power radio, you know, so I appreciate everything you're saying. (laughs) I I concur. (laughs) All right, Lynetta, here's the deal. I want you to be able to uh, connect with these people that I know are loving what you're saying in your heart and your energy. How can they connect with you? How can they get a copy of your book? How can they find out more about you and the amazing work you're doing? Yes. Yes. So, um, to find out more about me and the book, you can go to myforgottenself.com. The book is also available on Amazon. And if you're in the Atlanta area, it's available in the Truth and Treasures bookstore at Hillside International Truth Center. If you are in, and, and Unity North, if you're in Athens, um, it's available at a place called Ann Peden's Gifts in Watkinsville. Um, and you can also go to, I have another website, Paths to Self. And there's some goodies there, some free goodies that tap into a little bit of what I've been talking about today. This is really good stuff, Lynetta. I feel like you are my sister. I feel like just everything you're saying is really deeply resonating for me. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are agreeing. You're, you're just awesome. This has really been fun. So, Thank you, Tammy. Um, this is awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. And I'm so grateful that you said yes to this interview and that I'm getting you back for next week. So there's more Lynetta Willis, more Dr. Lynetta Willis for my friends. So to any of you out there, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm always happy to connect. I want to hear from you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Go to my website, Tammy, spelled with an I, B-P-H-D, and get my free program with the guided meditation to help you tap in more fully to your value, your light, your worthiness, your empowerment, your inner hearts and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.